0: Welcome to Inclusion Matters, produced by the Center for Inclusive Child Care, a.k.a. the CICC. We're located at inclusivechildcare.org. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast of the Center for Inclusive Child Care. I'm Cindy Croft, director of the Center, and I'm here again with Priscilla Weigel, our inclusion consultant. Welcome, Priscilla. Glad to be here. Well, we're excited because we are continuing a discussion on temperament and young children. And we are going to talk today about activity level.
1: Yes. And that
0: is probably a very big one for many who are listening today. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought I'd start with just really a definition of what the temperament trait activity level is. And really, it's an overall preference for active or inactive play, and overall energy level throughout the day. So again, we we often think of activity level, and we go right away to the child who's just so busy, mm-hmm. is really you know tearing through the stuff. But it also can be a child who uh, doesn't you know engage or really mm-hmm. doesn't find that much to do, or seems to have real flat. Uh, activity kind of
1: actions. Well, and I think too, oftentimes when we, like you were saying, going to the high end of that range, we jump to the, oh, this child might have ADHD, or, you know, they're, they're just out of control. All if I time. had a die. <laughs> yeah, we'd be millionaires. But I think that remembering that it's part of who this child is. We all know adults who have High activity level, low activity level. When we look at their temperament, we may have friends that are different than we are in that realm of things. And so, helping ourselves remember, looking at the, the children that you spend time with, you know, what what can you do to encourage that child who maybe does have a low activity level, who has a, more of a challenge, kind of get up and going and, and starting things? What are you providing that child in your group? And then what are you providing the child with the high activity level to, to meet the needs that they have innately inside of them saying, I need more movement, I need to be busier. And when a child is not given options that are appropriate, they're going to choose whatever feels good, and sometimes that's not the best choice. Exactly. And we see that then that leads to challenging behavior. Exactly. And on both think, ends, we the, the the
0: child who may have the high activity level, that may often be the child when we have consultation calls, um, that we have calls where we need to go out and look at this child because maybe the teacher or the child care provider is thinking, I don't know what to do anymore. Mm-hmm. This child is just too disruptive. But on the other hand, the child who isn't active isn't the one who's in danger of being disenrolled from the program, but right. what are they learning?
1: Right. How, what are their
0: peer interactions? Mm-hmm. Um, how? What kind of social competencies are they learning? Mm-hmm. So we worry about that child, right. even though that's probably not ones we
1: get calls on as Definitely. frequently. Right. And, and oftentimes, in fact, there was just an example um, last month, I was... Uh, went to an observation, a consultation, to observe one child that the, the classroom teacher had language concerns about. So I was watching that child, but throughout my time of the observation, I was noticing another child who truly just quietly wandered the outer edge of the room the entire time, did not engage in play, did not engage in any kind of interchange. When an adult would walk, would get up to go do something, the child would stop. And freeze, just like oh, what's going to happen? Is someone going to, be you know, be upset with me? I mean, it was just such a. All I could think was, what a waste of opportunity for this little guy. He is in this classroom filled with stuff, and he's not engaging in any of it. And he he just maybe needs someone to take him by the hand and say, you know what? Looks like you might need an idea. Let's go find something. What do you think about this? I'm going to sit down with you and we're going to start with the Play-Doh. Because I like to roll snakes. How about you? Mm-hmm. Some children just need to get that little jump start. And the chi- it could be that child that, as I watched in this setting, I was there for over an hour. He, he did the exact thing for an hour. Nothing. Wow. And you think, wow, yeah. Does his parents have him enrolled in this setting to be a rich, filled setting with experience and learning and interaction. And for that hour, or over an hour, he did nothing. And, you know, it just makes me sad. Right. So we have to be aware of the children who have that lower activity level, who have that. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about approach withdrawn and adaptability and that type of thing in, 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 as we move on in the temperament discussion. But we have to be watching and making sure that we're not missing kids who really need a little help getting going
0: well let's go let's go on from there and talk about low activity level as our listeners are probably thinking what can i do with a child that just seems content to maybe stay in the same thing uh, maybe even seems to be stuck or doesn't or wanders or doesn't seem to want to get involved Mm who just seems tired or you know just and sometimes I honestly if somebody were thinking about
1: it I honestly don't notice what they're doing right because they're flying under the radar exactly all morning long or all afternoon long but it doesn't mean that you know we have we have to honor that temperament Mm -hmm. however look at our world Is this child going to be successful being let to just wander and not engage? No. And so how can we build in some skills for that child to be able to say, you know what, I can participate in this activity. It's maybe not my favorite, so maybe I'm not going to spend a lot of time there, but then I can do something that I really enjoy. Maybe that's looking at books in the book area, or maybe that's just playing quietly at the water table by myself. So building in kind of that play schedule Mm -hmm. for the child looking at their temperament, slowly introduce more things that are a little more active. So you're not just plopping them in and saying, you're going to do this and you're going to have fun by golly, because that child is maybe not feeling that at all. And so you're going to be working to support them. And you also want to make sure that you don't overstimulate. You know, children that, that are used to that low activity level, when you push them to what you think they need it. Might be too far, yeah. and so start slow and and really be in tune to their cues. They, you know, the one little boy at the center I was at last week. He, I was trying to describe it to the teachers because I said, "Have you noticed his facial expression?" And they were like, "What do you mean?" And I said, "He looks concerned and worried all the mm-hmm. time," and he's four. Right. That shouldn't be happening. Exactly. You know, he's frightened and and concerned and nervous about what are they going to expect me to do or well, how am I going to handle it our job is to be that support person, exactly. and not to be someone that's pushing a child to, into something that's going to make them uncomfortable. Not that we have to be always, you know, walking on eggshells. I'm not advocating right. that because we want children to be more adaptable as their years, you know, as they mature. Right. But when we look at where we meet them, we meet them where they are, and then we slowly help build. Mm-hmm. You make a good point though.
0: Sometimes we as teachers have to be detectives mm-hmm. with good observation skills, because a child that is has a low activity level, it may be a temperament trait, mm-hmm. or it may be an indicator of something else. You know, is it something about nutrition? Sure. You know, are they sure. coming to our program, and and we didn't know this until we do a little investigating. But really, they're coming, and they have missed. Breakfast, sure. or um, they've had poor sleeping, mm-hmm. something's going on at night, something's going on in the family that we weren't aware of, right. and so there's some kind of pattern that's broken up, or you know, there's some there's an allergy, you know, many things can be going on. Um, so, temperament is one piece, but we also want to always be doing careful docu- observation and documentation to be sure we really understand what a child's needs are, mm-hmm. and that's a very good point to be making. So let's talk about high activity level, which I think um, probably resonates with many of our listeners.
1: Certainly, <laughs> and it seems like there's a it's running rampant in exactly. three- and four-year-old boys. Yeah, and exactly. There's, a, there's an epidemic of high activity level, which part of that is just their job. Exactly. It's their job to be active, and that's the thing we have to tell ourselves. This child is just being a kid and that's what they're supposed to be doing right now. And so the child who has, though, a, a very high activity level, it might be hard for them to stop and focus because they're revving all day long, especially when you're putting them in a classroom or a setting where there's lots of other bodies. That can attribute to and encourage that revved up feeling because it's, it's sometimes very overwhelming and loud. Um, so making sure that you're you're once again that guide, that side-by-side support for that child. Maybe you need to put your hand on their shoulder and remind them that you're inside so that your feet don't have to move so fast. We'll do some running when we get outside. Just instead of yelling at them across the room, you know. Um, Little things that providing safety and security in the setting so that you, if you know that this child has a high activity level, what kind of Activities are you going to provide? Are you going to put a uh, a hammer and nails out and leave that child on their own? Probably not because what they might do is just get a little carried away <laughs> or you know so that's something monitor what they're engaged in. having clear rules and limits are really important, and setting them up for success so you 're not going to put out that hammer and nails and just say it's open, go to the workbench you 're going to go over to that workbench with this child and all the kids and say. Let's talk about some rules here. What can we do? What, why do you think I put this out today? What are we going to do with this stuff? Does anybody know? Has anyone used one of these before? You know, and you're going to model that correct use and of objects and activities in the classroom because some children have never seen a hammer before. Mm-hmm. Or they see a hammer and it's heavy and it's big and you look at how it pounds that nail in and, and wow that's powerful. Where else can I take that around exactly. the room? You know, you need those parameters. Yes, and you're really talking
0: about helping them be successful right. within their energy level. And mm-hmm. um, that's a great thing about physical boundaries within a program that just help children be successful. Even if we're talking about, you know, using tape to mark right. areas. and So children know within their little bodies where they can do the things yeah. that they're supposed to do. I mean, it's all helping right. children learn about their own bodies, learn where they can take all this action. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's all part of the big picture.
1: Right. And, and also remembering that they need to have time to move. Mm-hmm. And so, one group that I was working with, um, that I am working with, and hopefully this child's doing well because I've kind of we've kind of left it now that um, they're going to contact me if they need more support, but he is a child that probably has high activity level when we look at temperament Mm -hmm. and so how can we provide him opportunities to be active more than just that playground time at the end of the morning that's a long time to wait and you know he needs built in throughout his morning you know every at least 45 minutes or an hour something to move give me a chance to move and if we know that about that child once again going back to that success we are setting them up for success we're helping them know I can do this for this amount of time, but then when my body starts to feel like it needs to do something else, she's gonna provide it for me. And that's huge. And then he's helping him regulate too right. because that's he true. knows, well, I'm going to do this and
0: this, but I'm going to get in yeah. a little while I'm going to get to do this thing yeah. that is really going to help me. Mm-hmm. I mean it's it's fantastic. I love that. So it's you're not you're not thinking about this child as just going off over here, but right. you've got a plan for it. That's right. being planned. That's proactive. Yeah. Exactly. And one thing I do want to talk about, both the child who's more inactive and the child who's very active on the spectrum, one thing we do want to remember is our language about those children. Yes. And and to not label children, especially, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, when we're talking to other staff and maybe we don't think the kids can hear us, mm-hmm. and particularly not when we're talking to the child. But this is my you know, overactive child. This is my hyperactive yeah, here's child. Here's my
1: busy guy. Here he it, comes. You you know. Know, yeah.
0: Exactly. Or this is my this is my child who doesn't move very much or yeah, you know, yeah. I mean I think everyone recognizes the kinds of phrases. Mm-hmm. Those we don't wanna um, give children words that become part of inside their minds part of who they think they are.
1: Right, right. At such so, a young age. At really?
0: such a young oh my goodness. So oh this is great Priscilla. And uh, you want anything you want to wrap up with on children who are uh, who, and their activity level?
1: Well, just remember to be that detective. Exactly, be that detective and try to figure it out.
0: Well, so thank you. We're going to go on uh, in our next podcast and talk about uh, some other temperament traits. Great. So we hope everybody will stay with us. That's all for now. See you next time.